Hello, and welcome to Auntie Sandy's Storyland. Please join us at our new home on the Lotus Prison Network at patreon.com. Our story for today is... Princess Tales, Part 1. Once upon a time in rhyme, we seek and find pictures. Adapted by Grace Macaron. Cinderella. As Cinderella worked all day, she had no time to dream or play. Dust the shelves, as stepmom said. Fold the laundry, make my bed. Wash the windows, scrub the floor. When you're done, I'll find you more. Her haughty daughters had no pity. They were proud and weren't pretty. But Cinderella tried her best to do her work and please the rest. One day a fairy came to call and said, You're going to a ball. I'll change six lizards into men. Six mice will be six horses. Then this pumpkin coach will take you there. And here's a dress for you to wear. But Cinderella, be aware, at twelve o'clock my spell will end. So leave before that, my sweet friend. With Cinderella at the dance, no other maiden had a chance. The prince and Cinderella talked and laughed and ate and danced and walked. She ran away when midnight came, never having said her name. In disbelief, the prince ran too. He lost the girl but found a shoe. At least, he said, I have a clue. A shoe that fits my future bride. He searched his kingdom far and wide. The sisters tried it, then their mother. The prince inquired, is there no other? Then Cinderella burst, it's mine. She slipped it on and it fit fine. Be mine, said he. Oh, yes, she said. The happy couple now is wed. Thumbelina From a seed of barley corn, Thumbelina would be born. The seed was planted, then in two months' time a yellow flower grew. The flower petals opened wide, they held the tiny girl inside. Though very pretty, she was slight, and only half a thumb in height. A mother toad hopped by one night, delighted by the lovely sight of Thumbelina in her bed. A nutshell, then the mother said, I'll take this pretty little one to be the bride of my dear son. And Thumbelina later woke to nasty sounds the toad son's croak. Stranded on a lily leaf, the homesick girl was filled with grief. With water on her every side, the frightened girl was trapped, she cried. Don't make me be that toad son's bride. Luckily, a school of fish heard her cries and heard her wish. They bit the stem so she could float up river in her lily boat. Seeing her from up above, a flying beetle fell in love, took Tumbelina to his tree, and all his friends came out to see. But she's so ugly, said his friends. The beetle took her down again, eating nectar, drinking dew, all alone all summer through. To winter, when the cold winds blew, the food was scarce, the small one knew she needed help. What would she do? She found a little wooden door that led beneath the forest floor. The door was opened by a mouse who let the girl inside her house. 
Mouse's friend was Mr. Mole. He'd often visit Mouse's hole. He liked the dark, for he was blind. Though he was rich, he was not kind. Nearby a bird lay frozen dead. The mole would kick him in the head. One night the small girl left her bed. She made a blanket, then she spread it on the bird who woke again. The sickly bird said, Thank you, when I'm well and strong, I'll fly away. But now I'm weak, so I will stay. The kind girl nursed him every day. Then by and by the old mole tried to make the gentle girl his bride. Marry him, said Mrs. Mouse, and you will have a lovely house. The helpless girl was horrified, but meanwhile Thumbelina tried her best to heal the ailing bird. When he was well, he kept his word. As he was able, off he flew, the bird and Thumbelina too, above the shores, above the seas, above the hills, above the trees. They landed in a poppy bed. I'll settle here, the small girl said. Surprised she saw a tiny king who offered her a tiny ring. Please be my wife, the wee king said. He put his crown upon her head. Then many teeny folk appeared. They saw their king and queen and cheered. Beauty and the Beast In a faraway land, this story goes, a widowed father plucked a rose, belonging to a beast who would have killed the man right where he stood. The man asked, May I say goodbye to my dear child before I die? The beast said, I will set you free if she agrees to live with me. As fair of face as she was good, the girl called Beauty said she would. Beauty did not hesitate, and soon she reached the palace gate. Such opulence she'd never seen. The girl was treated like a queen. At supper time, a splendid feast appeared like magic, then the beast. So awful Beauty could not bear his monstrous face, yet she would stare into his soulful searching eyes, revealing something kind and wise. Beauty tried to hide her fear. Beast asked, could you be happy here? As Beast and Beauty passed an hour, a friendship soon began to flower. Can you love me? Poor Beast sighed. I cannot, the girl replied. That night a prince in Beauty's dream said, things are not as they might seem. Trust what you feel, not what you see. Your gratitude will set me free. With pleasant ways to pass the hours, ribbons and silks for making flowers, gardens to walk, instruments to play, magical birds that talked all day, paintings to ponder, books to read, the beast met beauty's every need. As beast and beauty better knew, each other so their fondness grew. The poor beast begged, please be my bride. I cannot, the girl replied. At night, the prince in beauty's dream said, Things are not as they might seem. Trust what you feel, not what you see. Your gratitude will set me free. Now many happy months had passed. The girl and beast were friends at last. One day, beast saw the beauty cry, and through her sobs, she told him why. I long to see my home once more, and see the father I adore. The beast said, I will let you go. But there is something you should know. You must return, for if you lie, and two months pass, then I will die. The girl became ecstatic when she saw her father's face again. So beauty now of some renown, upon returning to her town, 
was welcomed back by one and all. Her friends and neighbors came to call, and so two months went quickly by. Her time at home had seemed to fly. So busy, Beauty didn't know the time had come for her to go. Not thinking of her dearest friend, whose life was coming to an end. That night she dreamed the beast was lying near a cave and slowly dying. She rushed to him without delaying, crying as she ran and praying. If she could only save his life, she would agree to be his wife. She found the beast upon his bed. He lay so still she thought him dead. She sprinkled water on his head. She hoped the water would revive him, and it did. Beast was alive. I love you, beast, the beauty said. Now not a beast, a prince instead. And beauty and her prince were wed. Beauty's love reversed a spell. Love conquers all. Now all is well. Snow White A queen had a daughter long ago, with red rose lips, skin white as snow, with sea-blue eyes, hair black as night. The parents named the child Snow White. Misfortune struck, the good queen died. The king obliged to take a bride, then wed a woman full of pride. With each new day she rose from bed, approached her glass, and vainly said, Magic mirror in my hand, who is the fairest in the land? The queen would not be satisfied until the looking-glass replied, O oh, lovely queen, I tell you true, the fairest in the land is you. But as time passed, fair Snow White grew, in character and beauty too, and then one day the queen would hear the mirror state her greatest fear. There is a girl sublime and bright, surpassing all she is snow white. Her nostrils smoked, her eyes burned red. The queen proclaimed, I want her dead. Her huntsman tried but could not slay snow white. He said, run far away. He left her in the deep dark wood. She gathered all the strength she could. Afraid, she ran and ran some more, collapsing on the forest floor. I'm all alone, poor Snow White feared. The girl was wrong, a house appeared. With hope that she could rest inside, she pressed the door, it opened wide. The room was small, but clean and neat, with one long table, seven seats, and seven little loaves of bread, on seven plates and seven beds. But finding that she couldn't keep, awake the princess fell asleep. And when she was alert again, about her seven tiny men, delighted by this lovely sight, invited her to stay the night. The princess told her tale of woe. They said she needn't ever go, if she would clean and cook and sew. Aware the forest held great dangers, they said to her, Beware of strangers. At dawn the queen arose from bed. She held her mirror, then she said, Magic mirror in my hand, who is the fairest in the land? The mirror spoke, I tell you true, Snow White is far more fair than you. The cottage where the good dwarves dwell, Snow White is there, alive and well. Enraged and shocked, the vain queen said, I cannot rest until she's dead. The seven dwarves went off to work. Outside the cottage, evil lurked. Through the forest came a hag, a poison apple in her bag. Snow White didn't realize the evil queen was in disguise. Over-trusting poor Snow White, 
allowed herself to take a bite. The lovely princess quickly died. The wicked queen was satisfied. The seven dwarfs were horrified. They built her coffin teary-eyed. A noble prince out for a ride upon his stallion somehow spied. The coffin with Snow White inside, he kissed her and she came to life. The prince asked her to be his wife. The Princess and the Frog Long ago an emperor's daughter lost her ball in deepest water. Distraught, the princess cried and cried, and soon a frog was by her side. Responding to her caterwaul, he learned the princess lost her ball. What can I have? What will you do if I can get your ball for you? He asked. She answered, golden crowns and ruby rings and silken gowns. Not crowns, not gowns, the bullfrog said. I want to be your friend instead, to play with you, to share your bread, to read with you, to share your bed. She didn't want to, nonetheless, to have her ball. She told him, yes, I'll do exactly as you say. He got her ball. She ran away. Wait for me, the poor frog said. By then the girl was far ahead. The princess dined at six o'clock, and at that time she heard a knock. Rushing up to get the door, she found the frog upon the floor. The frog said, let me enter, but she pushed the door and slammed it shut. Returning quickly to her seat, the princess was too shocked to eat. Why do you tremble? asked the king. The princess told him everything. He said, a promise must be kept. The princess shook her head and wept. I shall obey, the girl replied. The princess let the frog inside. The frog said, put me in your chair. The princess didn't want him there. The king remarked when she delayed. The princess dutifully obeyed. The frog said, let me share your plate. The princess couldn't tolerate. The pushy frog, alas, the king, would have her sharing everything. The frog ate blithely while he croaked. While she ate, the princess choked. I'm tired now, the bold frog said. Tonight I get to share your bed. The princess picked him up with care and took him quickly up the stair. It was, however, plain to see she didn't do it willingly. And when the princess reached her room, an impish smile began to bloom. She wouldn't put him on her bed. She threw him at the wall instead. Amazingly, a magic spell was broken as the bullfrog fell. The frog was changed, and in its place, a prince with kindly eyes and face. Returning to his human life, he asked the girl to be his wife. She told the prince, I'll cherish you for all my days, and it was true. That is the end of our story for today. Thank you so much for tuning in. Join our exclusive Storyland membership on the Lotus Prison Network to get special appreciation bonuses and rewards as a valued member of our listener team. To join our membership, go to patreon.com forward slash the Lotus Prison Network. For those who like the book we read today and would like to purchase it, please click the link in the description. Follow our Facebook page so you can find us on all your favorite social media and share with your family and friends. Thank you for your support. We'll see you next time on Auntie Sandy's Storyland.